Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. I am Justin Van Zuden, aka STL Cardinals 84. As usual, I will be hosting the show for you here tonight. Uh, and whatever you may be listening, some of you might be listening in the morning on your way to work, uh, however, you might be consuming the show. We appreciate you checking us out uh, a little bit later than normal tonight. Uh, we've got a, a new co host, and I had a uh, software uh, computer issue right before. Showtime. It always seems like those things happen at the worst possible time, but uh, we're back up. We're fired up. We're good to go. And I got Jacob Horton, AKA Hondizzle with me this week. So, uh, Hey, thanks for filling in on short notice. Appreciate it. And uh, how you been? Good. Always glad to fill in. Um, ready to uh, have a good week in golf. It's kind of, kind of still nice to have golf going. And, you know, I think these early season events are, uh, you know, because the DFS are way more fun to, to sweat and watch for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, last week it was crazy. The cut line ended up being five under par. Uh, my main lineup I had at one point, I had everybody above the cut line. I was thinking, oh, man, six to six is going to be great. Uh, then had one guy bogey the second to last hole to finish at minus four and one guy bogey two of the last three holes to finish at minus three. So a six of six became a four of six uh, in a real hurry. But those are the breaks in DFS golf and uh, just uh, – Ended up not being my week, and and I kind of, you know, 
at the really, really high salary, I didn't play Sam Burns anyway, and uh, it just uh, nothing kind of worked together for me last week. But uh, any any luck your way last week? Had a few good lineups. I mean, nothing you know off the charts. I was underweight on Burns. Uh, didn't have the right combos around him. Um, interestingly enough, I had probably um, what a bunch of stars and grubs. I had twenty five percent smally, but with the wrong top end spin. So, but it, you know. All in all, profitable week, but nothing too exciting. Yeah, no, uh, no big takedowns. Well, we'll try to get that uh, this week, and uh, we've got uh, we got a fun event this week. They're out in Vegas uh, for the Shriners Children's Open, and this is a tournament where the cut line last year was seven under par, which was a record. Um, now, obviously, they just moved the cut line from top seventy in ties to top sixty-five in ties, starting a couple years ago, uh, but. You know, that kind of skews things a little bit. It would have only been six under if they still took 70, but seven under, eh? it's just hard to, it's hard to see a cut line getting that, uh, that high. So, you know, getting as many guys through the cut as possible, definitely important uh, this week. So, you know, it's a, it's a course that yields plenty of birdies. What are you looking at as far as the uh, the course goes this week? Um, obviously uh, ball strikers, which is, I mean, kind of a miss, miss term. I mean, all the guys on the tour can, can hit the golf ball good, but the guys that um, are particularly really, really good iron players control their distance as well. Um, you know, you've seen through the history of this event, it's not necessarily, I mean, there's been a few guys that can bomb it, but you know, some lesser name, just kind of plotters play well here. So guys that, that can uh, keep it in play, you know, if the wind, there's only one year that the scoring was not really low. And so if the wind doesn't blow, these guys are going to tear it up. So um, guys that, you know, are control their distances, decent core strategy, um, and, and can get hot with a putter. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a great putter here, but definitely the hot putters win. When you look back at some of the past winners, there's been some good putters, but there's also been some guys that just, that was their week with the putter. Yep, and that'll happen in these events. I mean, these shootout type events, uh, you get hot with the flat stick, uh, then it, uh, it can take you a long way. I mean, you're going to have to make some birdies uh, to win this tournament. So uh, one of those weeks where you get hot with a putter uh, certainly helps in, in that respect. Um, and just looking at guys that are going to give themselves plenty of birdie opportunities, plenty of looks. I mean, this is a course that uh, generally plays like a resort style course for these PGA Tour guys. Uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be all right there in front of them. Uh, any other takeaways from last week as far as the tournament goes? Obviously, we had a, a five under par cut line last week and a really low winning score, kind of like we're going to see this week. But anything else that surprised you as far as contenders or guys who missed the cut? Uh, I know there, you know, were some popular names that uh, ended up falling a stroke or two short. But anything else uh, as a takeaway from last week? I think it's a good time here to really dive in. There's so many the 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 quality of golf from the you know guys that haven't made a name for themselves yet to you know the mid range is not that there's not much difference, right? So it's a it's a good time to sort of to dive in and find about a find out about a player and figure out you know there's some guys down there that you can maybe be ahead of, you know, as far as getting in some, some um, value from them before they become, you know, if they're going to have, you know, a good start to the year. So, I mean, there's, there's just so much talent out there. Um, don't be afraid to um, play some guys that you've never heard of go in and, and do a little research on them. There's, there's so many, you know, I'm in the golf business, so I teach golf full time and, and these college kids are so much more prepared than ever. I mean, 
they practice and play like professionals from age 12 on. So they're ready when they get out there. There's not a learning curve. It's not like other sports. Right. And then they know they're sometimes their window, they have to take advantage of it. Right. Because the line between success and failure, corn ferry tour um, to BJ tour is really small. I mean, look at the Monday qualifying sheet every week. I mean, Benny on Monday qualified live, tried to Monday qualify last week, you know, and he was on tour, you know, uh, very successfully on tour. Many of us would argue that, you know, maybe he should have been a little bit better, but so uh, don't be afraid to take a, take a dive on a, a player that, you know, you may not have heard of yet. Dig in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned about those thin lines. I mean, you read the stories about some of these guys that missed their PGA tour card by one stroke and it just, you know, it makes you know, things so much difficult trying to get, uh, get back there and make that life on the, on the PGA tour and just grinding through the, you know, the mini tours and the Q school and all that, like, uh, missing out by a stroke or two. I, I just, I can't imagine, but, uh, I, gave not... a, I was at a seminar this last week watching, um, a guy by the name of Ryan Gibson. Um, he's from Australia good ball striker. He's got some status on tour, watch him hit balls for like an hour. He hits it like 300 in the air. He had a Monday qualify this week. He shoots 64 and misses it by one makes nine birdies, a couple bogeys and an Eagle, I think something like that. But I mean, you know, that's pretty good golf, right? So, I mean, there's plenty of these guys that can go out there. They just need a chance. Yep. Yep. For sure. And sometimes you just take that one big chance and you run with it and uh, other guys, you know, you grind and you get close, you get close and it's just, uh, it's tough. It's one of the toughest sports to make it in. Um, but, uh, you know, makes us appreciate the guys that are there and, and did make it, uh, even more. So, uh, with that, let's go ahead and dig into this week. We mentioned, you know, there's going to be birdies here. There's going to be scoring, going to try to have to get as many guys through the cut as you can. Um, and you know, we've got a decent field this week, certainly a stronger field than what we saw for last week's event. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few names at the top. We've got six above 10K on DraftKings. Uh, Brooks Kepka teeing it up this week, two weeks after the Ryder Cup. Sam Burns back there and, you know, seems to be a fixture in that high-end range now. So get used to seeing him up there. Uh, we've got Hovland, Answer, Webb, and Will Zalatoris. So pretty solid collection of golfers above 10K this week. Uh, who are a couple of your favorites up there? Um, well, first of all, I got a question for you. Sure. Do you hear the news today? Who do you like, Brooks or... Bryson. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's really tough. I mean, once when it gets down to it, if if he's motivated and treats it like he would a major, I, I think I take Brooks. But uh, you know, Bryson's shut up some of the haters the last couple of weeks uh, with the long drive stuff and the and the Ryder Cup play. So that's uh, going to be really really interesting. And of course, maybe they were just building up for this all along. Who knows? But. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, give me right now, if they're if you to put odds out there right now, I'd probably just take whoever's listed as an underdog, to be honest. <laughs> 12 holes. So anything can happen, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Why 12 yeah. holes? Maybe for TV, you know, I don't put know. it into some type of window or something. Right. Or maybe just logistically where they put the cameras in the golf, yeah. being able to do different things. Who knows? It should be fun. I'll yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, not a ton of interest in Brooks and not because he's not um, a talented golfer, but with the price tag that high, it's, you know, uh, what does he cost? And then also what does your roster look like with him on there? So um, you can certainly make a case for him winning any week. Um, in fact, he almost won here in 2017. It was for my, my friend, Rob Pamplin edging him out. So um, great player, Sam Burns. I typically don't play someone the week after winning. 
um, but obviously playing some of his best golf. But I really like Hovland at the top. His longtime coach, Chef Smith, has been at Summerlin for a long time. Great ball striker, can get, you know, as hot as anybody, can make a ton of birdies. Um, really worked hard in the last year on changing up his short game, um, you know, making it different from his full swing, learning how to control loft around the green. So that's something that um, this golf course, when you miss a green, the greens can be a little bit tricky. They can be kind of firm and tricky around as far as pace and landing spots. So you've got to look at guys that that uh, can scramble a little bit. And I think that's a much improved part of Hovland's game. I like Hovland and, and Webb Simpson the most. Probably will have some answer. Um, you know, it's hard not to like a little bit of Will. Uh, Zalatoris a little disappointed that he couldn't follow last week's um, awesome Friday up. But, I mean, he's it's going to be a, just a matter of time before he wins. You know, I just think if you were a betting man, you would just kind of keep punching that ticket as long as the price is still pretty good. Yeah, I think he's one of the safest options there. I've tagged him up this week. So I, I like uh, Hovland and, and Zalatoris are the two guys that I tagged up. So uh, I agree. I, I think those two are my favorite. Uh, Hovland, I, I like the upside. He's my pick to win here. I just think, you know, after the the, the stress of the Ryder Cup and kind of the laid back nature of this event, I, I think that uh, – um, you know, Hovland will, will take a liking to that and, you know, and go low this week. So, um, and, and you could put, you know, answer and web uh, in there as safe plays really too. Uh, and, and then that kind of shows in our ownership. I mean, we've got Hovland answer web and Zal Torres is the highest owned and, and less so with Kepka and Burns. And I didn't play Burns last week, so I'm certainly not playing him this week, uh, but uh, he can, you know, he can go ahead and do me dirty twice in two weeks in a row if he wants to. Uh, with you know the way he's capable of playing, he's he's certainly showcased that upside um, over the last you know six eight months, uh, and kudos to him uh, for for the way he's played. And even after that hiccup there for a while, uh, he's just he's bounced back like nothing ever happened. So Hoblin and Zalatoris, my two favorites. I'm with you on that as well. Uh, anything else you want to mention on that top group of guys? So do you think there's any extra motivation? Um by the Ryder Cup snubs, Simpson, Reed, play well. I mean, obviously Simpson's just excellent course history, right? Typical kind of golf course for him. He doesn't, he's not going to overpower anything. So this right in his wheelhouse, you know, just keep it in play, create as many opportunities, hope you're converting. I mean, he hasn't finished, you know, outside of the, the top 30 in the last five starts, right? He's gained almost 32 shots tee to green. So he's a guy that if, if you were playing single entry or cash games, I would feel pretty comfortable starting him. You know, yeah, I would too. I think so. Side. Yeah. And I don't know if the Ryder cup snub motivates him. I mean, Reed, uh, Reed can use anything as a slight. So, you know, if he does more power to him there, but uh, you know, I, I think Webb is certainly a great play just on his own merits. So uh, would, wouldn't be surprised if he went out and improved a point this week as well. Um, as we move into the 9K options, a uh, little, little few uh, options are a little fewer and far between in here. In fact, we've only got seven golfers in the 9Ks. Uh, usually, there's maybe a handful more. Looks like Scotty Scheffler is going to be the most popular there at 9,700. Of course, made his Ryder Cup debut a few weeks back. Uh, we've got Ustase and Matsuyama, Harris English, Sung J M, Siwoo Kim rounding out that 9K range. And ownership really looks to be pretty spread out amongst those other guys outside of Scheffler. So uh, are you eating the Scheffler chalk here? Uh, I No, I'm not a Scotty guy. Um, not again, not that I don't like him. I don't think he's, I think he's a very talented golfer. Um, pick and choose the courses for him. Um, this is target golf. Um, I just not at that price range at his ownership. 
the guy that I'll just, you know, it's kind of like you with Burns. If he, if he gets me, then great. You know, no biggie. Just move on another week. I'll, I'd rather have, um, you know, somebody like probably Hideki a little bit more than, than Scheffler. Um, just Scheffler to me is one of the streaky scorers. Um, you know, he, he definitely, I feel like he's the kind of guy that can overpower a golf course. You know, you don't really, I mean, all the par fives are gettable here, but it's not one that you necessarily overpower. You've got to hit a lot of good golf shots and, and plot along and, and again, kind of the steady Eddie and make a lot of, a lot of birdies. So especially if ownership is high on him, then um, not someone I'm looking to attack this week. Yeah, I don't mind uh, being underweight there at that ownership. I'm kind of with you. And I, you know, I don't love this range as a whole. I think I like getting into, you know, four of those options in the 10K range that we talked about, um, I, I think are all strong plays. And I'd rather just try to get up there. Uh, but do you have, is there a guy or two that you do like in here? So um, actually talked a little bit to trade before we got on the air ownership um, guy and just asking kind of where do you think Kevin Nod's ownership is going to go? I know it's early in the week and he kind of mentioned that, you know, he thought that people would, you know, pivot down to Casey or go up to Hideki, um, you know, kind of move, move some stuff around. Sungjae um, getting some buzz. Um, I really like Sungjae. I mean, you look at compared, compare him to Scotty, right? I think at this point in their career, Sungjae M is a, a more of a proven player. Um, Scotty, if I'm correct, still doesn't have a win and he's priced up there as somebody that can win. So, I mean, he's probably in all intents and purposes should be below 9K, right? So you're kind of building in some price based upon popularity. So um, like Sungjae, um, probably not going to take much English again. Another another solid player in that price range, but I'd rather go down. You know, um, I kind of like the guys below 9K a little bit better than than those, those few stuck there at nine, but definitely have some interest in Hideki. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Im is fine. Uh, I think Hideki is fine. They're pretty safe. But, <clears throat> you know, at, at that point, again, either to me, you're going up into the 10Ks uh, or you're maybe trying to get a little bit cheaper um, and, and maybe into the kind of the eight, uh, the 8K range. So it uh, looks like I know uh, Noto is not here tonight, but uh, he likes Paul Casey as his favorite in that uh, kind of top end range at 8,900. He's got Casey tagged up in lineup HQ as a core play. And again, if you are not a Roto-Grinders premium subscriber, you can uh, come check us out. Uh, we think you'll like it. You can choose single sport. If you just want PGA, you can get single sport premium and just sign up for PGA. Um, you know, if not, uh, you can, if you want multiple sports, you can get the combo package. That includes basically everything uh, except NASCAR. So with football season rolling on right now, uh, you can you can get uh, all the tools for all the sports uh, and see who some of our experts like. We tag up the players that we like uh, within the lineup building software, and it's it's a pretty slick tool that we've developed over the years. Uh, well, our producer can uh, probably throw a, a promo link in the uh, chat, or you can click on the link in the description uh, and get uh, ten bucks off your first month. So good deal. And while you're checking that out. Uh, give the uh, give the show a thumbs up on the YouTube. We appreciate that very much. Subscribe to the channel if you like what you see. And uh, we've got tons of video content basically every day this time of year. So um, other AK options, I think Corey Connors is really interesting. You know, the, the, the narrative with Connors is that he can't putt and uh, he, he definitely can't putt sometimes. Uh, but a lot of times his birdie putts are seven feet, you know, nine feet, whereas other guys are 15, 16 feet. So that kind of neutralizes the putting a little bit. 
and he should be able to give himself plenty of looks on this course. Uh, some people might look at the course history and say, no thanks to Connors, he can't putt. His course history is bad, but like he's light years better now than he was three or four years ago, and he hasn't played here in a few years. So uh, I like Connors and GPPs. Noto likes Casey. Um, who else are you looking at in kind of that mid to upper 8K range there? Um, definitely like both Connors and Casey. I really like uh, uh, Cameron again this week. Um, I just think Tringali's so close to winning. The guy's just been going back to what, about middle of the season last year, just been really solid, you know, good tee to green player. Um, you know, a few weeks ago he was playing and, and um, I can't remember if he made the cut or not, but he just started off awful. He made like this huge number and then it really impressed me. He just settled back in and started, maybe it was in on Saturday and just played some really good golf from there. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of these guys that's been out there a long time, had some decent success at this golf course, um, you know, relatively um, simple golf swing, repeats, can keep it in play, can, can definitely make a bunch of birdies. So someone that I like, I mean, I think that um, with so many options there, right, you're going to see ownership kind of spread out. I mean, Adam Scott's still going to garner some interest, right? Um, everybody likes Neiman, you know, typically in the DFS world. Um, I tend to would like Tringali a lot. And, and I played a lot of Matthew Wolf last week, and I'll be on that again. Um, he's just a guy to me that's um, extremely talented, right? And you got to consider he took time off last year for personal reasons. And so um, some people will attribute that to injury, maybe a little bit. But I mean, the guy is just all he's done is do all he's done is win at every level, right? And we're talking about a kid that, I mean, in my world, that golf swing is not one that he would ever teach anybody. Right? <laughs> Highly successful and, um, and can hit it just as good as anybody, right? So another, another birdie maker, right? So if you want to go, um, a guy that can have a lot of upside at that price, I, I really like Matthew Wolf. And he's got some good results here too. And on these courses where you can make a lot of birdies, these tend to be the ones where he plays well. So, and, and I was, you know, I was off him for a long time um, with all those issues he was having. And I think it was pretty clear that for whatever reason, personal injury, whatever, whatever it was, it was clear that, you know, he needed the time away and it helped him. Um, he's just, he's been a lot better since he came back. He's looked a lot better. Uh, there was a time there where it was just, it was just off the rails for him. So uh, don't mind getting some wolf at 8,200. He is going to be somewhat popular though this week. Uh, people see that course history and um, I think that his ownership will get up there a little bit. So um, I don't mind Neiman. Uh, again, we haven't seen the upside as much from Neiman. Uh, he, he just, he only missed one cut last year, but just didn't really show that ceiling and his stats are still fine. Uh, just a matter of putting all four rounds together to get that top finish. And uh, I think one's coming sooner rather than later. So a pretty loaded range here. I mean, uh, you mentioned quite a few guys, Tringali. Um, anything else in the 8K range? Hoffman, uh, you kind of hinted at Reed earlier, Jason Kokrak, maybe anybody else we missed in there. None that I can think of. I mean, I mean, you can make a case for any of these guys. It's just, again, what do they cost in terms of roster construction and um, do they have enough upside to pay off their price, you know, in that range? I think you have to have – you still have to have somebody there that you think can really um, potentially win the golf tournament from 8K and up. For sure. Uh, and then once you get below that, I mean, you can start kind of focusing on cut makers a little bit. I don't mind playing for some safer options this week, particularly as you get lower, uh, just because anybody who makes the cut is going to be scoring fantasy points. And it's uh, it's going to be a big detriment if you've got guys missing the cut this week. So don't be afraid to take some safe players um, as we kind of look into that 7K range here briefly. 
Um, Mito Pereira is the obvious one. Like he, he just continues to post steady performances. I think 31st last week, which is fine. Um, and his price dropped again down to 7,800 on DraftKings. So um, it's tough for me to ignore him at 7.8K. Um, but we've got guys like Streelman. Aaron Wise was pretty popular last week. McNeely has garnered some ownership of late. Uh, you've got Harmon, Gooch in here. So these are guys that have been popular in these weaker field events. And now they're pretty cheap in an event that's got a little bit of a stronger field. So who are a few of your seven, say 7,600 to 8K favorites? So another, um, Aaron, I like Aaron Wise this week. He's another Jeff Smith um, protege. Jeff Smith is one of the more famous teaching pros around. He teaches Pavlin, Aaron Wise, Patrick Rogers, Scott Piercy, um, a couple of younger guys. So, um, and Jeff Smith has um, historically been um, the director of instruction at TP Summerlin. So Aaron, Aaron's gotten a lot of time out there, right? So, and these, these college guys too, they play a lot of golf that's similar to this week, right? Target golf. Um, golf courses are not set up super hard. They're used to kind of going low. So I really like Aaron Wise. I think he's someone that showed some flash early, right? Then struggled kind of maybe that sophomore slump. But, um, you know, very talented golfer. Um, his last, he's gained almost 14 and a half shots here in the last five starts of this event. And his last five tournaments, he's also gaining about 16 shots. So he's playing well, good course history. I really like him. Um, I would not be afraid to... Uh, Mix in a little Maverick McNeely, another guy that I think is long-term. Uh, I think we're going to see this kid win. Another great college player, kind of struggling to find his way out on tour. Um, switch coaches shortly after getting on tour and now works with Butch. And I just think the kid's got a ton of potential. And, and you know, this would be, the, again, the type of golf course he grew up playing, right? A lot of target golf, um, you know, good iron player, just needs to get out with his putter. Uh, we did have some questions in the YouTube chat. Uh, I missed them earlier. Still trying to get everything loaded up on my uh, new machine here. So, uh, yeah, somebody mentioned about Kevin not at least withdrawing before Thursday. That's uh, good news for those that, uh, um, you know, would have played him. Uh, Kevin Na is out of the field, and we have him out of lineup HQ. Uh, who else withdrew? I feel like you mentioned it earlier in our chat. Right? Say again? Brendan, Brendan Todd. Todd. Yeah, Brendan Todd was the other one that withdrew. So uh, if you made lineups early, make sure that uh, that you take Na or Brendan Todd out of your lineups if you had one of them in there. Um, Jared McDowell asked, would you even play cash games this week with a cut at five to seven under? That would seem to be highly variant, even for the usual cut makers. That's a fair point. Um, you know, we saw guys like Adam Shank and several others finish at minus four last week, but um, I'm not sure. I don't play a lot of cash games anyway. Do you, uh, in general, do you play cash games for golf? You know, I have, but I have, don't currently. I will say that, you know, um, projections play a, a big, you know, a lot of people will play cash games somewhat casually and they'll golf for projections. So if you're going to play cash games, don't be afraid to pivot. You know I mean? There's the projections for golf are always very, very fragile. Right. So, um, you know, it, mix in your cash game with some single entry stuff. I mean, I think that it's, you know, there's always an edge out there to play some cash games. Just don't feel like you have to go on a week like this. It's not super safe. I mean, you just mix in guys that you think that, that have enough upside, you know, if you were going to play that lineup a hundred times that you feel like it would pay off, you know, don't worry about making a mistake necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some people like to split up their cash game lineups, So I wouldn't mind doing that this week, but um yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a struggle if you end up getting you know only three or four guys through the cut this week. So, 
All right, uh, let's keep moving. Any other thoughts on this kind of mid 7K range as we get down to about 7,500? Not a whole lot of chalk in here. Um, you know, Mito is going to be chalk. McNeely will be a little popular, but below that, we don't have anybody else left in the field projected for double digit ownership as of right now. Obviously, that could change, but lots of players in that six, seven, eight percent range. Uh, Noto's boy Brian Harmon is playing this week. You've got Taylor Gooch, Leishman. Uh, Pat and Kazire, uh, Ricky Fowler all the way down at 7,300. Uh, it just shocks me to see him all the way down there, but that's what he's earned based on his performance over the last couple of years. Um, some of your favorite kind of mid to lower 7K plays. So maybe some interest in Leishman. Um, world-class player, you know, um, lives in the States. Streaky ball striker, right? Um not the typical golf course that I would consider playing Leishman on. Um, but, you know, again, that that talent long-term at that price, he's making a start here for the first time. So there's got to be some reason to that, right? You know, you think about this this season, uh, they even call it the wraparound season anymore. Is it to the fall? I know, that's the term that I use, it's, but I, I don't know if they do anymore. It's opportunity, right? Whether you're a young guy or you're an established player, I mean, there's a lot on the line, you know, somebody like Mark Leishman, he wants to get the gear started up. Well, you know, he's got president's cup this year. Right. Um, you know, as he gets older, it's, it's more and more important that these guys, you know, seize every opportunity. Right. You know, look at Ricky Fowler. I mean, he was, you know, a top player in the world. And I mean, he's not going to get into a bunch of events this year, you know, that he might have otherwise gotten into. So yeah, I really like Leishman. Um, I wouldn't mind taking a stab or two on Ryan Palmer. Um, another guy that, you know, um, can get hot with the putter, um, you know, has played this event enough. So he knows the golf course. Um, and if we're going anywhere below that, I think um, another guy making his first time start here, that's a proven winner on tour would be Kisner, you know, at 7,400, that just seems low for a guy that, you know, would it surprise anybody to see Kevin Kisner win a, an event like this out of nowhere, right? Kind of like Kevin Naw. I mean, not really a, a long player, but just a good iron player, streaky putter. Kevin Naw is a better putter than Kisner, but um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, um, I mean, those are the types of players. Again, we talked about it earlier in the show. You get hot with the flat stick and uh, get it rolling. And, uh, you know, the, if you looked at last week's leaderboard on like Friday afternoon, I mean, it was, you know, three or four guys that a lot of casual people would just never – heard of and didn't even know you know who's this buckley guy that's up there at the top uh and that sometimes happens in these events these shootout type events it's the great equalizer um you know you, you just uh the john deere classic is my event kind of around my neck of the woods and you always see guys i mean michael kim won the john deere classic and then missed like 18 cuts in a row after that uh the golf is a weird sport i mean brendan todd missed 20 some odd cuts in a row one time and then came back a couple years ago and was one of the most consistent cut makers on tour. So uh, golf's a weird game. It's a mental game uh, and, and guys go through ups and downs and these kind of uh, birdie fest events. Uh, don't be afraid to, to go off the radar a little bit, especially with some of your GPP builds. Uh, Seamus Power is a guy I like a, a lot. Uh, was a chalk kind of value last week. Missed the cut by a couple strokes. Uh, and now nobody's going to play him this week. Uh, those are the kind of guys that, I mean, this is a guy that posted six top 20s in a row in the summer, uh, won an alternate field event. And these are the types of events he tends to play well at. So 
I don't mind going back to him after last week's kind of letdown uh, when he was chalky. Um, any of the recent kind of uh, Corn Ferry Tour grads that uh, I haven't talked to you about these guys yet. So any of them that stick out to you as potential ones that we want to kind of invest in while they're still pretty cheap? To be honest, I'm still kind of learning a little bit. I played some some Alex Smalley last week. Um, he Monday qualified for this event as well, yeah, so he'll be in the field. Obviously extremely talented. Um, kind of some of, as we get in that lower price range, I like some of the guys that are that are retreads that have been down and back and forth, and now they're here again, and maybe they're ready, right? Like a, like a Jaeger, someone like that, you know, that that – is obviously motivated to play some pretty good golf. But, yeah, I mean, there's, I think you can make a case for any of these guys. I mean, you just look down at some of these this pricing down here. I mean, you look proven tour winners, um, and I know the line be- between success and failure in golf is really small, but you've got Lucas Glover at 7K. Um, you've got Ian and Holbrook. Glover's played well here too. Correct. Course history. I mean, I think he's, what, gained almost 30 shots tee to green in his last five starts of this event, you know. Uh, another guy right always a good iron player good driver of the golf ball it's whether or not he makes any putts right and so target golf anytime you're playing stadium course type kind of target golf um you know he's gonna have a lot of opportunities just whether or not he converts you know um francisco molinari i mean i personally i'm bullish on him in the long term i just think that a little bit of victim of the whole covid and falling behind and not traveling and not playing right losing some momentum. I mean, he's a guy that was at the top of his game, you know, arguably if he didn't hit a little better shot on uh, at the masters, he would have won that event. Right. So, I mean, you've got a guy that there, that's a, a, a perfect fit for this golf course, right. Good iron player, um, probably hungry to get back. I mean, that's another Ryder cup snub right there. So um, definitely like, like those types of guys more than I do the, I'll dabble a little bit in some of the um, lesser known, a corn fairy guys, I would, if you're building, I would kind of make a rule to not have more than two of those in a lineup, just have one corn fairy guy. There's going to be some volatility there. And there's enough good players that are proven tour players um, that you can mix in. Yeah. I mean, you look at, and I like Taylor Moore. I'm probably a little more partial to him than some of the others. Um, he played well last week uh, and it seems to be the guy that have might have the most immediate upside, but you know, he's more expensive than somebody like Ian Poulter and, you know, Luke List and, and Gim and some of these guys that we've been playing for months now. So uh, in years, in the case of Poulter, like uh, Poulter grades out really well in our projections for what it's worth on DraftKings at 7K. Uh, he's comparatively a little more expensive on on FanDuel uh, and Yahoo. But um, I mean, it just goes to show you everyone's going to be enamored with the, you know, the, the, the new names and faces and, you know, some of them justifiably so. But uh, going with some of the guys that we know long-term, uh, certainly no harm in that at lower ownership as well. Anybody else you want to touch on kind of at uh, or above 7,000? Nope. Maybe Ryan Moore. I mean, a guy who's played, has historically played this type of golf course well, right? Um, Vegas guy, lives in the area, um, has had success at this event, you know, has gained almost 20 shots to degree in his last five starts. So, I'm another guy that, you know, is on the on the uh, second half of his career, getting closer to thinking about being on the Champions Tour than he is probably winning on the PGA Tour, right? But a guy that, I mean, could certainly get it done there. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind some Ryan Moore. Yeah, somebody in the chat was mentioning Higo, who was pretty popular when he first started playing more in the States. 
uh, had that incredible run, you know, on the Euro tour and in, into U.S. soil for, for a few months. Uh, but, you know, when the form fades a bit, then the ownership goes with it. And, and that's just a, a recency bias is certainly a thing. So, again, if you like some of these guys, shootout event, a little unpredictable. Uh, don't be afraid to take some some, some shots on them. So um, we're not going to do a guest the golfer this week uh, with my uh, computer issues. We didn't have time to put that together uh, before the show, but uh, we'll uh, we'll give away some goodies next week. Uh, and also don't uh, don't hesitate to check out Prize Picks, uh, PrizePicks.com, or download the app. They're a great sponsor of the show. Um, put to, usually put you know two or three over under finishing position. Uh, picks out there for for prize picks and again didn't get a chance to do that before the show tonight for this week uh, but uh, use promo code grinders and uh, get a deposit bonus on your first deposit uh, 100% up to 100 bucks so uh, promo code grinders prizepicks.com pretty cool interface and uh, really I mean you can do over under longest drive uh, lots of, of good stuff going on over there. So check them out. Uh, we'll get back on the uh, individual picks and throwing some of those out there next week. Um, but uh, yeah, just a little shout out for this week. So, all right, let's go to under 7K, the uh, the value plays. We've kind of already touched on a few of these, but we'll throw a couple more names out there before we get out of here. Um, Adam Shank, again, another guy I mentioned earlier, is popular last week. Uh, missed the cut, but generally a very consistent cut maker. Don't mind taking him in an event like this, but not a lot of ownership going to the sub 7K players because there's so many guys like right around 7,000 uh, or above that that's where a lot of people are going to go. Uh, so who are a couple of your favorite kind of punt level plays this week? You know, upside, you know, kind of above that, that, that 6,500, I like Harry Higgs. Um, Always an interesting follower on Twitter. If you, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a guy that, that uh, can definitely go low, good ball striker, um, played well in his last few starts on tour. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind having, I think you were a little bit interested last week and had some shares probably the postman. It's another guy. Yeah, that, he was one of the guys in my main lineup that Bert bogeyed two of the last three to miss the cut. So kind of in that, 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 you know, looking at the guys that really need to play well early in the season, right? He's there and, and, you know, kind of another guy's, you know, one on tour, good ball strikers, you know, just a matter of, again, can he, can he put it all together? He's had a, he's had a top five at this event, you know, so another guy that I sort of like, um, you know, I really kind of in that range though, it's either kind of above that or I'm going to go way below, you know, and I, again, I, I wouldn't be afraid to, to take a stab on any of these guys. I mean, you know, there's likely to make the cut or miss the cut as somebody at 7,500, right? I mean, you know, you're gaining a lot of savings. So if it allows you to get somebody a little bit higher in, don't be afraid. Now, I wouldn't want two of them in my lineup for sure. But, you know, to me that um, with the exception of a few, you know, names that you can look at and say these guys are pretty poor form or unproven, there's there's a lot of options here. Rory Sabatini would be another one, right? A type of golf course that you could see him playing well at. You know, good iron player, streaky putter, target golf. So, yeah, I like some of those guys. Uh, again, you know, the streaky players down here don't mind. I, I don't mind, you know, going after some upside here because you'll see guys like Buckley, um, you know, just uh, come out of nowhere. Uh, Keith Mitchell's a guy that's done it quite a few times. I have uh, driven the Hank Leviota train into several walls over the course of the last three or four months. I'll probably drive it into another one this week. 
Um, he's gonna he's gonna pay off one of these weeks, but uh, I, I feel a little bit comforted knowing that uh, TJ has tagged him up as a value, uh, so we can you know we can try to knock the wall down together. But um, you know the, these are guys that uh, we we've seen upside from them, and we've seen upside from them in the not too recent past. So uh, don't be afraid, like I said, to to take some shots on these guys. Uh, let's see. I'm just kind of scrolling through, looking to see if there's any other names. Uh, anybody else on your radar before we duck out of here? Um, if you're going to go super low on the, the pricing grid, I, I wouldn't mind having a few shares of like a William McGurd or Sun Kang. I mean, you're not your household names, but McGurd is starting to play well. He's been injured for a long time. Now he's getting back and playing. He's, um, you know, a guy that, that, um, kind of your savvy veteran, you know, knows what a seasoned professional. These are big events for him, you know, to to get back in and get his his number up so he can play in and more stuff. Sun Kang's a George Gankus guy, um, you know, kind of guy that, again, you know, like if he calls off and wins a week like this, you're going to go, well, maybe I should have seen that coming. Here's a guy that, you know, the only, he, when he plays well, he plays really well, right? And so you're these guys, you're not looking for them to make a cut and finish T40. You're looking for their upside. Can they – can they get up there and challenge? And I think that's a question you should ask yourself when you're picking from these guys here. Can some of these guys still win? Can they get in that top five and win? And and Sung King's a guy that um, has definitely, when he's played well, he plays really well. So I, I kind of like those kind of options down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, boomer bust kind of golfers. Uh, that's probably not what you're building in your cash games, but in GPPs, I like the upside uh, with some of those plays as well. And so get ready for some birdies. You'll see people tilting on social media when uh, their players don't birdie, you know, the first two holes uh, just because the cut was seven under here last year. So go low or, uh, or go home will be the, uh, the narrative in play this week. So with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and put a bow on the, uh, the show for this week and uh, that the tour will stay in Vegas next week for the CJ cup at uh, summit golf club. So uh, we will be back next week for that. Uh, again, just sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Give us a try. We think you'll like it. Uh, single sport if you just want PGA or our combo package. You can get 10 bucks off your first month uh, with the link in the chat or in the description. And uh, once again, we uh, thank Han Dizzle, uh, a.k.a. Jacob Horton, for uh, joining us this week. And our producer, Steve, working hard behind the scenes for us. Uh, and also, you know, putting up uh, with a little bit of a delay with me getting everything set up and ready to go here on my uh, new machine, which uh, made it through the show. So uh, we're, we're one crisis averted here this evening. So uh, for Steve, for Jacob, I'm Justin. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Good luck in all your DFS contests for the Shriners Open. And uh, we'll see you next week for the CJ Cup. Take care.